Welcome to this episode of Ask the Guitar Coach, the only podcast where you get answers to all your guitar-related questions. If you're interested in developing your guitar skills and reaching your music goals, please send me an email at the email address ioannis at ioannis.org. That is I-O-A-N-N-I-S at I-O-A-N-N-I-S.org so that I can let you know about all the different packages of Elite Guitar Coaching and how you can get private coaching by me. Without further ado, let's go to our question for the day. Five equipment buying mistakes guitarists make. So today we're going to talk about five mistakes that guitar players make when buying and using um, guitar-related equipment. This list is by no means complete. It's just five things that I really had on my mind and I see them all the time happening and I just wanted to put it out there and see if it can help someone avoid some of those problems. So let's get started with number one. The first equipment mistake guitar players make is when they get their first guitar and they have a budget, let's say they have a budget of $800, instead of buying a good used guitar, they buy a new guitar, which means they get a much worse guitar for their money. Or even worse, they say, oh, I don't want to risk uh, a lot of money, so I'll give $500 and buy a new guitar for $500. Now, the vast majority of guitars that sell new for $500 are not good quality. So you're gonna be stuck with a guitar that's not good quality and most people are not going to want to buy if you decide to sell it afterwards. So you really wanna have to like really, really drop the price very, very much, make it down to $200 in order to sell it. Meanwhile, if you spend $800 on a used guitar and then after a couple of years you decide to sell the guitar, you would probably only lose maybe 100 bucks and then sell it for 700 which is the equivalent of renting a good quality guitar for two years for a total cost of 100 bucks, which is like less than $1 per week. So this would be the first mistake that uh, guitarists do when they buy equipment, buying a new guitar instead of buying a used guitar. And let's go to number two. The second mistake guitar players make, especially when they're beginners, is buying a big amplifier just in case they have a band in the future and they have to play live performances in the future, maybe after two or three or even five years when they get good. So they try to look ahead way, way too much and spend good money today on something that might happen in the very, like, not near, far away future. And this is really not a good idea. The best idea would be to just practice with whatever they have decided, we'll talk later about it, and then when it's time to start having performances, at that time find a good amplifier and buy, not before that, because there's no way they're going to know what they will need before that. And this very closely leads us to mistake number three, which is the following. Buying a 50 or even worse, a 100 
uh, valve amplifier for home use or even for a small studio. This is a horrifying mistake because a 50 or even worse a 100 watt amplifier is only for very 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 big venues like okay not stadiums but very big places with several hundreds of people there's no way that if you are at home or in a fairly small venue or a home studio that you can use this amplifier even turned up to 2 out of 10 the problem is that especially valve amplifiers to get this nice sweet sustaining sound singing sound you have to put them at least at seven and there's no way you can do that in any setting apart from a very big performance place so many players will buy a 100 watt amplifier and then this is gonna just stay there collecting dust and it's gonna cost them a lot of money and they're never never going to use it and then after a few years they will just sell it or exchange it for something different without never having used it once again the advice is don't buy something before you need it when it comes to amplification let's go now to mistake number four and this is a mistake that is much more understandable than previous ones and it has to do with not uh, differentiating between your setups for practicing for recording and for performing as i've said in previous videos the, ideally we should have three different complementary music setups one for practicing music one for recording and one for performing and this goes both for guitars like the actual the instrument the guitar and for uh, amplifiers like for example I have my guitar that I like to record with and this is not a guitar that's very very comfortable for me to play but it, it really sounds good when you record it and whenever I'm doing a recording I will take that guitar however when I'm at home and I'm practicing or I'm having my lessons I will have another guitar which is very comfortable for me to play and has a nice sound coming out from the amplifier but when I, we try to record with that guitar, it doesn't sound good, it doesn't have the resonance. So essentially, I have a different guitar for recording and a different guitar for practicing and playing at home. And then, if I would have to play live, I would choose again one of my guitars that would both look good on stage and would sound good, but also be comfortable enough for me to play um, comfortably the things I would need to play that specific gig. So you have to have different setups for those things. Now, if you're just starting on guitar, obviously this, this is not for you, okay? You need to just create a setup for your practicing, which means a comfortable guitar and a small amplifier that has included the different effects inside the amplifier and this is maybe 5 or 15 maybe maximum 20 watts no more than that most people and most guitar players make the mistake to try to have only one piece of equipment that's trying to do everything so the same guitar for recording the same guitar for practicing the same amplifier for practicing the same amplifier for recording and the same amplifier for performing live and this really does not work 
in the majority of cases. And moving to mistake number five, which is not necessarily an equipment mistake, it's just a, a mistake that people do in, rela in relation with the equipment. Uh, let me clarify. This is something that I've seen hundreds of times when a guitar player will sit down to practice so that he wants to develop his playing to become a better player and instead of start starting to do exercises, scales, learn leaks, uh, work on his improvisation, he will start fiddling with the different pieces of equipment he has, with the amplifier, with the wah-wah, with the different delays and stuff that he has on his pedal board instead of practicing. So this is not actually an equipment mistake, but it happens because of the equipment. While if, if he only had an amplifier with a couple of knobs and a basic guitar sound, he would have pretty much no choice than to either practice or just not play at all. But now with all the equipment, he has all these little choices to, to like fiddle around the, the knobs and the switches and give him the illusion of getting something done while nothing is really getting done. And this is a problem with a very, very big number of guitar players and they really come and complain that they spend all time with the equipment and not becoming any better. And it makes perfect sense because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, practicing and developing your skill set. You're just fiddling with the different knobs. So there you have it, the top five equipment mistakes that guitar players make. Once again, I repeat, this list is by no means complete, but these were just the five things that uh, I've seen probably most often in my experience. So thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful and I will see you on the next episode of Us the Guitar Coach. Bye bye.